hello and welcome back to Taylor Tea with Miss Hannah Taylor. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, welcome. And if you are returning again for another episode, thank you so, 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 so much. Head over to the official Instagram page for all of you that are new. And the official Instagram page is at Taylor Teapod. If you click the link in the bio, you will see all the previous episodes for you to catch up on. Now, I know there have been a lot of questions, a lot of messages as to why I've been quiet and where I've been. The truth is I have been grieving. That's what I've been doing. A close friend of mine passed away last week and to be honest, I've just been struggling with the emotions and coming to terms with the fact that my friend is no longer here I have lost people in my lifetime but no one necessarily as close so I think it sort of hit me a lot harder um, than it has done previously so I just thought it was a good time for me to take a break gather myself and come back stronger and better and continue with my baby which is my podcast which essentially is definitely what my friend would have wanted to see me happy and to see me doing what I love so I'm back and boy it has been heavy aside from me going through the emotions There's also the emotions of everything else that has been happening on social media. Um, I came back onto the TL Saturday, Sunday, and it has been a mess. Like, a mess. Honestly, guys, I would recommend, if you haven't done so already, to take time away from social media it's very important that you all try as much as possible to protect your mental health and to protect your peace because we are in scary times scary scary times but before I get into today's topic and talk about everything that's been going on well not everything because then we'll be here all day but some things just a disclaimer if I do sound louder than usual guys it's because I have sadly and what I hope is temporarily lost hearing in my left ear guys I don't know what happened all I did the only crime I committed was to wash my hair and I don't know if the water still stuck in my ear. I don't know, guys. I don't know. All I know is it's difficult to hear in that ear. I'm not completely deaf, but it just takes longer for me to respond, takes longer for me to hear, and ultimately, it's just extra work. So y'all gonna have to bear with me. Bear with me, okay? Okay, guys, bear with me. 
quick reminder, of course, Black Lives Still Matter, the movement is still happening. Let's not forget that as lockdown eases. Personally, while we're quickly talking about lockdown easing, I, no one, don't invite me anywhere, guys. I'm not coming, simply because until Buckingham Palace is open and the White House for tourists, I will not be leaving my house. If it's good enough for the Queen of England, then it's good enough for me. And that is that. Right, guys, that is it. That is it. <laughs> but on to the subject matter I guess did you guys hear the whole Debange saga that happened on Twitter I think it was in on Instagram as well but Instagram just gets everything a lot later than Twitter it's really bizarre but anyway so quick backstory if if no one knows what I'm rambling on about Basically, I think two to three weeks ago, a girl called Shay had gone on Twitter, and everyone knows I'm very active on Twitter more than I am on Instagram. Anyways, Shay's come on Twitter and she has um, told the, the timeline about her sexual assault experience. I, I believe, as she said, she was raped actually by Zabanj. And she explained, she gave a detailed um, timeline of the events that occurred and to which he didn't address at the time. He, being Devanj, didn't address at the time. He then decided to address it, however, two to three weeks later, which I believe was during the course of last week, I meant to say. And his response essentially was to get her arrested, confiscate her phone. I think there was also talks about him getting her kidnapped as well. Um, Confiscated her phone and got her tweets deleted and uploaded other tweets that essentially made him appear to look innocent which in the grand scheme of things just made the matter 10 times worse. And how did he make the, the, the matter 10 times worse, you ask? Well, on top of confiscating her phone, getting her arrested, kidnapped, he decided that it was a brilliant idea to tweet from her account and promote his music, something in which he hadn't done on his personal Twitter page. It might not have been him directly, but he would have definitely given his PR the green light to go ahead and do that. And if he did not, then you were about to lose your job because that was the dumbest thing that anyone could ever do. Don't get me wrong. I believe in innocent until proven guilty because there are women out there that lie about their sexual um, assault experiences. There are women that lie out of spite, which is quite sad because then it just takes away the whole healing and it takes away essentially the story that real victims want to put out there. But in 
Dabana's case, whether he's guilty or not, the way in which he has behaved and the manner in which he has conducted himself, it's very hard to look at him and say, do you know what? You're innocent because that is such a deranged way to behave. Like that is jungle justice. Because you have the connection and the wealth and the means, it doesn't mean you should terrorize people. As an educated person, and if at all he's not even educated, as someone who is exposed to the Western world, the Western way of doing things, you don't just apprehend someone because you have been accused of rape. Now you've done that. There's, how do you rectify what you've done? Everyone is going to look at you sideways. Everyone is going to think that you're a mad person. And the reality of it is, he's a mad person. Like, he is a mad person. If you know that you're innocent, why go through the length of kidnap, arrest, deleting her tweet? It's just, it's just mad. It's messy. And ultimately, it's probably why a lot of people do not come out to say this is what's happened to them. For someone like myself, I have gone through sexual assault. I have gone through rape. However, I have also, I am not triggered by the events that have happened because I have gone through my healing. I'm in therapy for it. And I pay a lot of money, good money, by the way. So you're damn right that I'm going to be healed from it and not be triggered. But you know, it would it would be nice to have a space where people can also heal from their trauma because I definitely believe sexual abuse, sexual assault in in any child, any gender, it sort of sets a, a precedent, a foundation for the way a person how am I trying to say sort of their love language how they receive love how they respond to love how what kind of partners they attract what kind of people they become I mean some of these perpetrators were actually once victims themselves and I guess my point is how do we all heal and move forward as a community it's very hard you know like for example, I don't know if you guys know about this whole Ray Black and Ambush situation where he groped her inappropriately at an event. Uh, back in February, she said she released the receipts and she confronted him back then. He apologised. The apology was unsatisfactory the first time. He apologised again. And she said, you know, she has forgiven him. Then three or four months later, now in June, she has decided to out him. My personal opinion on that is there was no need for her to out him. But at the same time, who am I? Because I have healed from my trauma. Who am I to come out and say, that's not right? Who am I to come out and say, she shouldn't have done that? Regardless of what I think, I have no right to condemn anyone for the way they choose to handle their experience and their trauma. Some people said it's clout chasing. I don't really understand what clout there is to chase when it comes to reliving a trauma 
when it comes to sexual assault, sexual abuse. For all we know, she could be wanting to bring awareness to the kind of person he is or he was. Everyone, I think, in our culture, in our generation, definitely needs to be... We need to unlearn the things that we learned growing up and educate ourselves, is what I'm trying to say. What I mean by that is being raised in an African household. And when I say African, I don't know what it's like being raised in a Caribbean household. So do forgive me if I don't have the ability to generalise. I don't want to do that. I don't want to box uh, people in when I don't know their story or their experience. Being raised in an African household, I can speak for myself. I was raised on fear oh don't go and meet that boy or if you meet him you'll get pregnant don't sit on anybody's lap you'll get pregnant you know if I had uh, older men family members come to the house it would be like I would have to change from the clothing that I have on at the time and looking back at it now it's just crazy that your parents were very conscious of what you were wearing as a child because an older male family member was coming to visit and it's almost like if you as an adult feel like this man is going to look at me a certain way or you're trying to prevent that from happening should he then be invited into our home or better yet why were we never given that same luxury of education as perhaps our white counterparts I had people in school when I was growing up that were on contraception. I didn't even know what that was. I think me and my cousin, I mean, if she hears this podcast, she's really going to know what I'm talking about. We, you know, said to this this girl at the time, I don't know say it, well, I did after, but <laughs> my cousin was like, oh my gosh, you've put on a lot of weight. And we were like 15 at the time. And that was due to her implant. My cousin got in trouble for that. And obviously anyone that knows me I just had to stick my oar in which I did and I went to her and I was like you got my cousin in trouble but she was like yeah she said I put on weight I said yeah but you have put on weight and obviously I went to join my cousin in isolation and we had a very nice time there not but my point is they had the education they knew what contraception was and back then I used to look at them like ew oh my god that's disgusting how can you be having sex how can you be on the contraception but when we look at it now if we had had that education if we had been taught that actually this is wrong if this happens to to you tell an adult if this is going on speak to someone we didn't have that education so in turn we then grew up on fear so if someone is touching us inappropriately automatically we're like oh my god maybe it's our fault because they told us not to go there they told us not to wear this how are we going to explain how we found ourselves in that situation with this person and I don't know if they think we have this magic strength that we can just push a person off us that's the opposite sex I just don't really understand but ultimately what I'm trying to say is the way that we were raised accounts for a lot of the traumatic experiences that we have encountered during the course of our lives with men who knows how they were raised and how they were taught who knows what they were seeing they were probably seeing their mums their dads beat their mums and their mum staying or they were seeing 
or hearing certain conversations and you know the first thing a child or the first what, what, what is it the lesson or love the first environment a child sort of picks things up and learns in is, is the one at home so you can imagine the kind of environment a child is raised in and then they go to school and they meet other people who are, who may have also been raised in toxic environments and maybe they become friends because they have that in common and who is really there to teach the other person that what they're doing is wrong do you know what I mean you can't speak to your parents your friends are probably raised in the same household as you have so you definitely birds of the same feathers teachers don't give a shit in fact they just write that you talk too much you're a distraction you're this you're that they label you everything negative under the sun so then you start to think you won't even amount to anything and before you know it you're just this this raging unsettled child who has gone through so much trauma that no one has even stopped to think what what happened at what point did it go wrong when did this child change like no one is willing to teach but everyone is willing to condemn everyone is willing to chastise everyone is willing to destroy but nobody is ready to build now this is coming from someone who has endured sexual abuse who has gone through sexual trauma who has been raped i would love to see a community where we can unlearn these things and rebuild because in one way or another either male or female everyone has gone through trauma everyone has gone through something that has made them who they are today but guess what nobody not everyone has that luxury of unlearning of healing of therapy of of knowing of knowledge of wisdom of understanding not everyone has that knowledge that that not everyone has that privilege and the funny thing is some people think they do some people think they know it all like they think yeah I just I just know it I'm better I'm healed I'm this are you really though because we can always tell by the type of person you end up with whether you've healed or not the kind of things you settle for the kind of things you accept and it all comes from a place of trauma and abuse so we all need to find a way to unlearn and rebuild and make sure that our generation is different and make sure we're different and we're leaving a legacy for our children that we're different from our parents because I'm going to say it, I think emotionally African parents fell to their children. That's, that's, that's how I feel. And whether or not people want to agree, whether or not people think that I'm just saying whatever, that's great that's your opinion this is my opinion I don't really know where we go from here but I do genuinely feel like there's a lot of things we need to unlearn and teach ourselves and build on in order for us to not make the same mistakes that our parents made and in fact to not be our parents and to be better but anyways guys you know we can go on and on and on and on on I could go on but today I'm just going to leave you with this if there is anything that's triggering out there speak to someone don't feel like you're a burden on anyone and anyone that makes you feel like you're a burden is not your true friend because true friends will always lend an ear to listen to you and be there for you God has blessed me with those kind of people in my life that I'm internally grateful for and I love them wholeheartedly 
guys if you don't have those kind of people in your life you can always talk to me I'm always happy and willing to listen to people and just be there for you if you ask for my advice I can give it if you don't ask for my advice I won't give it but that still doesn't stop me from being there for you and listening to your pain and finding the best solution and putting the best foot forward I know it's not always easy and people should remember if you have been trusted if someone has entrusted you with their story if you are fortunate enough to be that person that they share that story with ask for guidance to help them on their road to recovery because it's not easy yes a burden a problem shared is a problem half solved but you've still got the rest of the journey to go just know guys that you are not alone and together we will try and be different and be better anyways my time is up i hope you enjoyed today's episode follow me on instagram at taylor t pod and join me next week for another episode which is i've been dying to say this the penultimate episode of this podcast i am your host miss hannah taylor follow share like repost and support until next time bye